your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Anyways, though, a um, couple other things to, that uh, we can get through um, on this. And I think it's just, in general, up this upcoming year, mm-hmm. um, not going to be not a good year for the Coyotes, especially since um, they're all, they are going to be playing in a smaller venue, which is going is to be the butt joke of the entire NHL for a while. Even though we're, like, you, know, all, you know, all three of us here are probably sick and tired. We're just like, yes, yes, we know. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's temporary, right? I mean, honestly, it's it's one of my favorite things to talk about now. It's it's it went from okay, this is stupid because if you actually look back at NHL history, people want to be like, oh, you can't compare that. That was a hundred years ago. Well, the Bruins shared with Boston College, uh, Quebec, and and Ottawa, two of the biggest, you know, oh, two sorry, two of the most pure Canadian markets, all shared with with minor teams like it's a temporary basis it shouldn't be a problem but people won't stop talking about it to the point i just make fun of them like because they're jealous of our arena because when the the cup was being awarded when the stanley cup finals were going on people were still talking about the coyotes and what this garbage franchise is doing eh? and i'm like bro it's become my new favorite thing because people just get mad and it's just it's funny so it's like I, I love it. I, I, it's turned into my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> it, it is definitely going to be like coyotes are going to be a joke, but the lineup is also going to be a joke. So uh, <laughs> you could just deflect to that. Be like, yeah, sure. You know, it, it kind of sucks that we're playing in a college arena for three seasons, but also the guys in the ice are terrible. So <laughs> <laughs> it all kind of evens out. Two wrongs right. make a right, right? <laughs> Uh, I look. If we would have kept Louis Erickson, we would have won the cup this year. I, I still think they should give him ten by three. All right, he can have he can have ten million dollars a year for the next three years. I think bring King Louis home. I mean, uh, of I the mean, three can, players, they afford it, right? They, they've got all the cap cap space in the world. It's what twenty two million or twenty one million as of right now. That they can literally. Get I, I think it's Austin Matthews and Jonathan Tavares without any moves. I, I think as it currently stands, I can add both players to the roster. I think it I think it did drop considerably after the uh, the deal they just made with Lawson Kraus, but that was only yeah, like four something. So yeah, but it was like, it was like a twenty three million before that. So all right, so, so you can add 19. Austin Matthews and not Artem Panarin, uh, Alex DeBrinket. Sure, I'll, I'll take Austin Matthews and Alex to bring it. Then he just flipped to bring it for something else. I don't know. <laughs> I will say, of the three players that the Coyotes acquired from Vancouver, Louis Erickson was probably the second most useful, uh, which is saying something. Second? Second. Jay Beagle stole Connor Garland's number. I'll never forgive him for that. <laughs> Connor Garland is my dude. <laughs> I would go with Anton Roussel. I think he was quietly the best one of the three. Uh, oh, Zach Cassie and- at 1.0? Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Went out there, he hit some people. It's, okay, he did his job. But Louis Erickson, like, dude, he had the swagger. 
All right. He had uh, he, he, he wore the number 21. Obviously, he he went out there and played hockey. He, he had it all. He's I, I'm kidding. I, I love living. <laughs> He he was prime meme material. I, I don't know who the Coyotes have this upcoming season who is going to be like fun to meme. Like, are we going to be talking about Zach Cassian? Uh, maybe, but he doesn't have that same vibe. Maybe because like the, the return of Dolphin. That 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 could be uh, that has low meme potential though. I'm trying to think of like it, Nemeth. Maybe it's like, oh, he's supposed to be the water boy, and he turns out he scores 15 goals and 40 points or something stupid like that. <laughs> There's, some people have been memeing of Michael Carcone. But... Not Michael Carcone. <laughs> Who's memeing on him? I, I need to have a word. <laughs> Me, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I they just say Carcone. That's the extent of it. Yeah, he just got Carcone. <laughs> I do love Carcone. That's a good one. I mean, <laughs> I need to watch some more early Simpsons episodes. Maybe I can like capture some McBain footage. Uh, just throw that in. I think there's only like three gifs on Twitter. We need to expand the McBain gif. Dude, he's gonna have a twenty goal year. Like with with House. I don't know if you guys went to or watched the the prospect like game, the red white. The fact that that man is out there, he was. It looked like a playoff game to him. Like he's carrying a bunch of scrubs on his on his prospect team, and he like oh he lost a face off whatever. He's angry about it. He lost a puck battle. He's angry about it. He's you know throwing the body around a little bit. Like with the the intensity that man brought, he's gonna have a twenty goal season, or he's gonna flame out immediately. There is no. We're just funny because I because now that you mentioned now that you mentioned his name too, reminded me he's like I mentioned you know imagine this top six, but I'll even add to three extra players for the top nine in McBain, Smith, and Hayton. Mm-hmm. Like, and Hayton probably be 20, perfect as a third line center. Twenty twenty five Coyotes are gonna be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to wait for a couple bad years first, and you know what? I will take mediocrity. Even in twenty twenty five, if they're like six points out of the second wild card spot that is better than uh being bottom two for the entire season <laughs> oh I, I hope they're not six points out uh, in 2025 my timeline is that's more for like next season if in 2025 <laughs> there's still six point outs i'm like uh something must have gone really wrong or the division has gotten insane because you know Chicago is going to just stock up on picks and go crazy somehow. The league is going to do something to make sure that they can it's win. Gonna be, it's it's going to be a Stanley Cup run there. at the new Tempe <laughs> Arena, and everyone everyone goes crowds crowds behind, crowds around and um and just completely uh just goes out in love with the Gary Bettman statue. that's going to be right outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I'm an optimist. I don't know when I turn into an optimist. I've always been a pessimist my whole life. I'm an optimist. Uh, Bill Armstrong saying the timeline is optimistically five years to be good, and then it's like eight to ten years for a cup. I'm like, 2025 is the meme cup run. I, I want to see where they're actually at in 2025. But if they're a, a outside-looking-in team in 2025 or borderline a playoff team, I think the rebuild is like – ridiculously successful because that's I mean we know Austin Matthews wants to come home and you know I think it's 2024 for that so oh no no remember he's he's staying in Toronto forever he couldn't he wouldn't possibly want to play for our garbage organization that's not gonna happen 
Johnny Gaudreau will never leave Calgary. Matthew Kachuk will never leave Calgary. <laughs> uh, that was fun. I, I enjoyed watching Calgary kind of implode and then rebuild themselves. Uh, that was still not sure how they're going to do, though. They're going to be top two in the division and then win one playoff round, and that's it. It's going to be pretty much the exact same spot they're in, except for with older players. And then in three years when they are trading off first-round assets to get rid of Nazem Kadri or Huberto's contract, uh, people like me that were like, hey, contract's a couple years too long. Shut up. They're competing now. Okay. Let's also remember that the Pacific Division is just god-awful. Like, <laughs> even Vegas is not going to be good. <laughs> no. It's going to be so fun to watch. That's going to be so – that went from a team that was, like, my my hardcore, like, darling second team. Like, oh, they're announced. They're supposed to be terrible. I'm like, oh, hockey doesn't belong in the desert. Why does Vegas get a team? Like, no, this is mine. It's like, like a stuffed animal, like a puppy. Like, this is mine. And then they betrayed Marc-Andre Fleury, and I will never forgive them for that. And if they go to the basement, but somehow – like the Coyotes, they, they stay with the desert theme, never get the first overall pick. I'll just be sitting there like, you get what you deserve. <laughs> I, I loved watching Vegas because everyone was like, look, here's what they're doing. It's it's high risk, but you're going to have that window. You might as well make it work. And then it seems like now they're like, oh, that window is shut. Uh, we thought it was going to be three more years. It's, it's now. Uh, they're in trouble. And you're like, awesome. I love to see it because yeah, it, it didn't make sense to me that you would constantly be selling your future for uh, a now. Like no team operates like that. It, there's a reason why. And you're either going to win the cup and like seven teams are going to try and do that next season or you're going to flame out and we're all going to laugh at you. So – I'm glad I got to laugh at him. <laughs> and, and we're laughing. <laughs> Same with that uh, that Nazem Kadri contract. You're like, ah, that's gonna it's gonna suck at the end, but that's uh, someone else's problem. Uh, but hey, they're gonna win the cup, so who cares if they're gonna be trading Arizona two first round picks to take on Kadri's contract because he. <laughs> doesn't actually have an injury but he doesn't want to play for arizona so he'll go like the pavel datsuk route where he's like i'm technically retired but not actually take my contract that's funny awesome kadri goes plays in europe <laughs> like that was a joke that i would make with the uh, some of the other lockdown hosts anytime a big like you know really big out like out, out like an outlandish deal happened i'm just like all right what, what what's it going to take for him to come to Arizona? Like in about five <laughs> years, like both, like you know, a little bit, a little bit of retaining. You also give us some some, some draft picks. We'll work this out. Yeah, I'll, I, I I'll take that first in your best chat. prospects. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I, I'm still waiting for us to acquire Bobrovsky. Uh, seems like it's only a matter of time. That should have happened last year, like before last season. That would have made sense. Look. Uh, if I, I I'm starting to think that the, the trade was never on the table, but I heard it was like it was supposed to be like Spencer Knight and uh, Anton Lundell, which I would have taken in a heartbeat. But like that would have made sense for the Chikrin trade like package, and then we just bring in Bobrovsky because he came off that terrible first year. I'm like, we'll we'll take the contract and have him in Vamelka. That'll that, that'll be our tandem for the next half decade. And then that man's like, hold my beer. I am going to have a good season. And my contract is now justified. 
No, it's still not justified. It is absolutely not justified. Oh, come on. I love Sergei Bobrovsky. You saw is, the graphic. It is slightly better. Uh, I will not give you it being justified. I mean, what, 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 what's it, $10 million getting paid? I think it's $11 million a year for five more years. Let me, let me pull this up because uh, we got to make sure we got this absolutely right for all the locked on uh panthers fans <laughs> i'm lucky i'm not affiliated with anyone i can offend whoever i want <laughs> uh, robin van look this up yes <laughs> um yeah, but no, it was I, I, the Bobrovsky is one of those one, one of those jokes that I made all the time. It's like, all right, what's going? We're going to get Bobrovsky on our team. He's going to, you know, help carry carry Kurove Melka until Kurove Melka doesn't have to do those what uh, forty five save games again, fifty, sixty, seventy five. <laughs> like, I mean, the team is eventually going to get better, so that doesn't have to happen, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you you hope so. I can I can pray. I don't know if it's going to be answered, but I can pray. <laughs> so he's got four more years left, $10 million each year. Oh, it's justified. Come on now. It's justified. That's Sergey. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do 50, 50% salary retention with, with Florida. There we go. That works. Yeah, this, that works. This upcoming year, $6 million base, $6 million in a signing bonus. Why is this – Okay. Because beforehand, he was considered one of the best goaltenders in the world. Yes, I, I understand that. Uh, when is still like $10 million for a goaltender when the Carey league Price as a whole is. Deal too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Carey Price, uh, I think, was always a better goaltender than Bobrovsky. Yes. Like, but yeah. like. There, but that was the comparable, right? Because if you talked about at the time, you know, when the contracts were done of the two of the you know the top best goalies in the world, Bobrovsky and Price were up on that up on that pedestal. Hey, everybody! Hope you're enjoying our episode, part two of our conversation with AZ Sports Guy. We're gonna get right back to it. Talk about some more fun stuff. Go over everything in the off season. But first, I have a quick message from our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events and the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news from every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. Golf is something that the Coyotes have to do a lot because they rarely make the playoffs. And don't you want to get some competitive golf action in there? Bet online is the place to go because it continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. But the problem is uh, the Montreal Canadiens did not have Spencer Knight in their prospect pool. The Florida Panthers do. I do not understand the the seven-year $10 million with a phenomenal goaltender prospect. 
Fair enough. I understand it for one main reason, and this is not made to pick on Florida. I actually do like Florida a lot. Us small markets got to stick together. Um, they want legitimacy. Like, didn't they have a cup run in the 90s and no one cares at this point? Everyone thinks it's just, hey, it happened one year. The franchise is a joke after that, right? So it's like the, the Brady Kachuk – or not, sorry, Matthew Kachuk. The Matthew Kachuk uh, acquisition, a lot of the acquisitions they were trying to make last offseason, this team wants to be you know, legitimized. They want to make that cup run. It makes sense why you'd overpay for your goaltender by uh, – if, if it's one less year. I said it on my podcast, the Desert Moon Hockey Podcast, shameless plug, but it's all these bad contracts. If they were between one and three years shorter, I don't care if the salary goes up, you have more of a signing bonus, that's fine. Pay them what they're worth. You know, if that's what the market is, what's what the market is. But they would not look nearly as bad if they ended a year or two earlier because the OEL trade – doesn't happen if Louis uh, Beagle and and Roussel all had one less year on on those contracts. Any other long trade, Pronger probably doesn't even happen if he has a couple years less on the contract. Datsuk, name a player, it doesn't look as bad, or you're paying for less time someone to eat up that contract. So it's that, that's probably the only reason is they just hey let's make this this big push and I hope they make it to a Cup final. Depending on on how they want to act around Jacob Chickard and the Coyotes, it's going to depend on whether or not I want them to win. But I had them winning it last year, so <laughs> yeah. I will say for Florida, especially, it sucks that they have to be in the same state as the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are, I, I think we could all agree, probably one of the best hockey teams ever. A couple years back, at least, they were, you know. They did back-to-back cups. We haven't seen that since, you know, Pittsburgh. But it was a still, hundred million dollars. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> LTI <They did>. <laughs> smart asset management. The opposite of what the Florida Panthers did. I was say the opposite of yeah. Vegas, but you know, instead of Arizona and the Chica era, we go on and on and on with the the opposite of hey, smart asset. Say what you will about John John Chica, but that uh, the, but that Jacob checking contract is working out. Yeah, I I I I'll use that one more opportunity to say this. I was against the contract when it was signed, exclusively because it was signed like a few hours before he played his first game that year and all his injuries. I'm like that might age terribly, and then immediately it turned into the top three best defensive contracts like that high risk high reward that one worked out for you unfortunately kessel and hall and all these others didn't quite work out but i'm not cynical i just wish taylor hall would have made a a better run with the coyotes I I mean Keller's deal is looking fine now (laughs) fine uh trending now yeah, Schmaltz is 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 okay. Yeah. Uh, I think Dvorak would have been pretty good, like because he had the four long term signings, and I was always like, if three of those are fine, that's fine. I I honestly like look at those deals. I'm like, John Chaka, he knew what he was doing sometimes, uh, just not all the time, and, and he uh, he, did, <laughs> he didn't have good coaching, uh, and that was never addressed with him, like. Uh, should have been significant changes to the assistant coaches as well. But, you know, we all have our blind spots. I like the actual hockey part. Look, that's why I think the assistant general manager should have been a strict hockey mind. Nothing against Sullivan. I don't think he was quite the right fit for that position. 
again, nothing against him as a dude or anything, but it's like Chaika was so focused on like analytics and contracts ended up being pretty decent. I think his trades looked good on the surface. And then like a couple years later, they looked really bad His drafting. I think higher was a little hit and miss the lower draft. I think we had some pretty solid uh, value picks out of him, but it's like, if you had a more strict hockey mind, the stuff like the coaching would have been addressed because you got this guy with kind of the business aspect and the analytical aspect. And this guy would be like, Hey, uh, this coach ain't that good. Maybe we should get, <laughs> you should get a better D coach or a better power play coach or a better head coach. <laughs> Did we ever find out what happened with Steve Sullivan? He seemed to like just kind of up and leave. Like, no, checked his got, Wikipedia. He got they, they, fired. Yeah, they fired him. Yeah, it was right after the, the like, draft of the whole Miller situation. Was it? Was it that? Did he? Uh, did he fall on the sword for that? Or well, because I, I never what, really saw it directly connected. What it looks like is because, because, yeah, oh, sorry, just, just the connection of the organization and what and how it all went down. And again, he was. He was a, he was assistant GM at the time, and essentially like the the highest up during the draft because Cheka was already gone. <laughs> yeah, and Armstrong couldn't because he had uh, all the Blues connection. Yeah, um, I, I just I don't remember like anyone kind of like up and saying that was the thing. So I was like, was there something else, or was it just the draft? I mean, honestly, I mean, given that and the combine issue, sure, fire someone who was high up. Like yeah. it's the right move to make, but and it took. Uh, by the way, it took the Coyotes a whole year to get a new assist AGM. Like, but yeah. I think they made the right decision though. Getting getting John Ferguson Jr. He's very high tout, tout around the around the uh, the hockey world. And then with, with Sullivan, it also comes down to get a lot with. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Strom was pick like one of the final picks by Maloney because it was right before Chica came in they picked Dylan Strom it's like a couple years before yes so you see a I lot of so. prospects sometimes coaches when a new general manager or head coach or even just a whole new front office comes in well that isn't my guy I didn't hire that coach I didn't hire that assistant GM I didn't draft that player trade him away fire him whatever so even if like just from that like cynical business perspective even it, let's just say Miller was never drafted probably would have still ended up getting fired anyway. Like he was just there because they needed someone to run the table because like you said, Bill Armstrong was like, I know what St. Louis is going to do. I'm not allowed to be a part of it. <laughs> I do think he did a really good job though with the Tucson Roadrunners. So I am a bit surprised that he hasn't like, we haven't heard anything from him. Like he hasn't like been picked up by another team. Maybe it's because of his name being attached to said off season <laughs> yeah off season. like yeah maybe he was the guy at the combine who was uh <laughs> illegally testing and they're like we don't want that guy just get rid of losing a team of first even round though, pick and even though john shag is the one who's indefinitely suspended by the league <laughs> that was that was fun uh i can't wait for that uh, arbitration or a lawsuit to happen. It's like years later when Gretzky finally got his money. We're like, oh yeah, that was a thing. He's going to Buffalo. I, I'm going to throw a random team out there. When Chica comes back, he's going to Buffalo. He's going to be a general manager. He's either going to turn a Stanley Cup contending team into a bust, or he's going to turn a team that's a few pieces away into a Stanley Cup contender. Either way, we're either going to be cynical or bitter towards Buffalo I mean, when that happens. I mean, what's, what's he going to use, though? His non-existent analytics knowledge? 
I was the general manager of the Arizona Coyotes. The only time that garbage franchise managed the playoffs was under me, even though I quit that year, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, he's he's fine. He's got like a bunch of Canadian Wendy's. I'm sure he's making. <laughs> That's what he I mean, his buddy, right? <laughs> uh, I think, no, I think he was in a, an analytics company first and then he bought Wendy's uh, like, 17 franchise locations which is actually like if you got a bunch of money to throw around buying fast food franchises it's a pretty good way to spend it isn't it isn't it his sister that's doing a lot of the more analytics yes megan megan yeah yeah yep she's the widely respected hockey analytics She wasn't even a GM, and we respect her more because she's not John. True. It's like for a while, Amanda Castle was the best Castle. She's still the best Castle. Come on now. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's Phil's. It's Phil's final year. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna. It's gonna be fun. We're all gonna share fun. Yeah. So we don't know that. I still think he comes back for one more year because the Arizona Coyotes can do one thing, like maybe only three other teams can do. Hey, we have nothing going on. You want a you want a consistent role, you know, season spot. You can get your thousand games in a row. Keep your Ironman streak going. We can do that. The only problem is I don't know why you'd want to do that, and I don't know why Kessel would want to sign that. But we're probably one of like three teams that can do it. <laughs> yeah, he wants to go to his computing team. That's the problem. But the yeah. other, but the other thing is he also like I'm pretty sure he also wants to get and easily surpass the consecutive games played record that got set by Yandel last season and got which also stopped because the freaking Philadelphia Flyers decided to freaking bench him after that. Uh, um, just throwing this out here, Phil Castle, New York Islander. I would love that because that team for whatever loves getting older. But whenever they first get older, they play really well. Then it goes downhill. Then you get older again, and for some reason it works. So I think Kessel goes there. Matty Barzal gets his first Stanley Cup. Uh, Lou retires. I'm going to make this. We're going to make the same joke that a lot of people have made about uh, Nazan Kadri until that in, in, until uh, of course that got blown out because where where he ended up signing. But what if what are the chances that Lou Lamorello just signed Phil Kessel quietly and nobody knows about it until he hits the ice? <laughs> That wasn't a joke. I was on a Twitter space with some Long Islander uh, people, and they legitimately were like, no, Lou Lamorello has signed Nazem Kadri to a secret contract, and he's not going to show up. We don't need to talk about this anymore. It's happened. Like, it wasn't a joke. They were very serious about it. It was just like, uh Sure. I'm not going to doubt Lou Labarello does something. He did it last year, but uh, I, I don't know if that's the move. And I mean, he uh, did yeah. it with Parise, right? Like that. Cause yeah. didn't no one know he signed there because they just wouldn't announce it. And then it was like what, a week before training camp or something stupid like that. Like that's why I believed it. Like, look, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But Parise, like he was from New Jersey. Like there was that connection. Uh, I mean, Kadri, his time interrupt, like interacted with uh, Lou when he was with Toronto. So I guess there's that. But it feels like Parisi had a better relationship with the organization than Kadri had with the Maple Leafs. 
<laughs> probably not wrong. Anyways, though, um, we're we're actually getting out of time here now. Um, oh. <laughs> we do have to close things off. Um, but we do want to thank you for coming on the show. And I do spend the last few minutes of this show, you know, just, you know, giving our guests the open mic, letting, um, letting our listeners know what's happened in your life, what's happened in your, in your side of the, uh, sports media world and how people can follow you. Yeah. Plug your stuff. All right. All right. I'll, I'll start plugging away as everyone is clicking off. So hi, I'm the AZ sports guy. You don't know who I am. This is probably, uh, the most notoriety I'll ever get in my career. But I have a YouTube channel. I also constantly talk trash on Twitter. I also talk about children's trading card games. So follow me if you dare at at the AC Sports Guy on Twitter. And I also have a podcast called the Desert Moon Hockey Podcast where my buddy Richie and I, usually with a few more dank memes, uh, talk about the Arizona Coyotes and really stick it to them. They're Canadian. So that's, that's where you can find me. <laughs> absolutely really appreciate you coming on it was a great episode but that's going to be it for this episode of locked on coyotes if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review like comment subscribe if you have yet to already we're available everywhere you get your podcast don't forget to interact with us on social media and facebook facebook.com slash locked on coyotes on instagram at locked on coyotes and on twitter at lo underscore coyotes i am personally at robin underscore leonio that's robin with the y underscore l-e-a-n-o carl pavlock is at carl pavlock f page interact with us ask a question you might have we might answer right back or on a future episode of the locked on coyotes podcast thanks again everyone for listening to today's episode hope you're staying safe out there hope you're staying healthy and don't forget to howl on